This is a special, urgent message. Haiti is having a very, very, very difficult time. And Pastor Reginald, Celestin, and I talk about what is actually going on in Haiti right now because it's not in the news. And so people are literally on the edge of starvation. Good evening. I'm here with the Bishop, Reginald Celestin, my good friend who's in Carrefour, Haiti. And we're going to be having a very, very sobering conversation. Um, there's many people in Haiti right now on the edge of starvation. And that's not uh, an exaggeration. And so we were just talking about what is going on on the ground. I was just in the Dominican Republic last week. And Pastor Pasquale was telling me all the stuff that's going on in Haiti. And I was like, wow, like I knew some stuff was going on talking to you. But since the Dominican Republic is your neighbor, it's been on their news a lot. But I haven't seen anything, nothing on our news as it relates to what's going on. So that to me um, is not good. And so I think it's really critical that people understand the reality because I can't help or care about something I'm unaware of. So Bishop, would you kind of tell us what has been going on for how long and maybe some ways people can help? Yeah, I have. So, um, so thank you for um, the opportunity so that we can talk about what's really um, going on even though I know from a, just a conversation like that, we won't be able to cover every single area. But yep. I can say that now the situation is uh, very extremely difficult in Haiti um, because there are so many things that are um, happening at the same time. Like, as you knew, one year ago, like 14 months ago, our president was assassinated at his house you know, very poorly. And uh, since then, we never had any election. Never, we don't like we, our government system is really, um, cannot really explain it because we have a prime minister that was nominated by our former president. So he was not even in power. And the president didn't even put him in power. Um, so after his death, his death so he, um, he got into power. So now we have one prime minister of government. We, we don't have a, a, a Congress. We have like few senators. Um, they cannot do nothing because they don't have the majority to do any voting, anything. Our justice system is down completely. As a matter of fact, um, the main court in, in, in Port-au-Prince, which is to be um, the American embassy in the past before they built the, the big building. So that place has been hijacked by gangsters, by the gang. Really? Yeah, yeah, a few months ago, they hijacked it. So now all the wow. paper, all the documents, everything about justice, <laughs> you know, it's like a country without justice, without the Senate, without the Congress, without a president, we just have a government, just a prime minister and some some uh, in the ministers. So now we got into a situation where- Hold on, I just want to stop you for one second. You know that none of this has been on the news. Really? I haven't heard one thing about that. And you know, I love Haiti. Yeah, yeah, I know. 
yes and no, which is very, is very sad because the world, I mean, doesn't know what's going on really in Haiti. Yeah, so now we got into a situation where um, former President Jovenel Moise, he tried to put seven dollars, seven Haitian dollars, back then, which was probably um, 60 to 80 cents, you know, on a gallon of petrol, but he almost lost his power, you know, because the, they would not accept him to do that. But now we, we got, we had a strong opposition. They fought, they fought against the president until the president died. Well, I mean, I would not say died, uh, was assassinated. So now the opposition, several members are working for the government. So they are not saying nothing. While with this government, um, the situation is even worse than what it used to be um, back when we had the president. Yeah, and one of the things that's incomprehensible for most people, you're talking about a nation where the highest level of authority, there's no justice for him. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's usually the, the, the rich, the powerful, the politicians, those are the people that abuse justice, misuse justice. He, this guy doesn't even get justice. People exactly. have no exactly. people have no comprehension of the precedent that is setting for the nation. I mean, exactly. if there's no justice for him, there's no justice for anybody. For anybody. And that's exactly, even on Sunday, I've said that before. And you know, my heart, you know, when the president died, I'm not, you know, I'm not into politics. I'm not walking after anyone. So I'm not for the government. I'm not for the for the uh, the opposition. So, You're for the kingdom, uh, exactly. And I'm working to to make a, to make Haiti better one yep. city at a time, one block at a time. So yeah, but you know, when the president died, for some reason, I cried like it was my uncle. I cried spiritually because I understood that a door was open to our country because the president is supposed to be the most secure person in the country. Yeah. So if they can go inside of his house and kill him inside of his bedroom, no one is secure. There's no security now. You know, and you know, spiritually, major thing that happens. When I say no one, you know, even many, many people from the opposition, they didn't even, I mean, had a speech to say that they condemned what had happened. And even the churches, the evangelical churches in Haiti, like I personally, from my record, I don't remember that the, the Protestant Federation or any major evangelical organization, I don't remember any one of them made any public speech to say that they condemned what happened, you know, and like to go and pray over the nation, pray for the nation. You know, we pray for freedom, we pray for the kingdom to come, but to address that specific, you know, issue, we never addressed it the way we should. So now we got into a, 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 a thing now where the prime minister, um, the government, they realized that our gas price is lower than almost any other country in our surrounding, like the, in the Caribbean, the Dominican Republic, and other countries. So, and it was it's really insane because we were paying for one gallon of gas less than $2 for 
for one gallon of gas, less than $2, you know? So the government, the Haitian government has for many years, they have been- um, Subsidizing. Exactly. So now they got to a point where they are saying that with that money, they could build roads and stuff like that. And the government, I mean, the people, they started to think when they subsidize it, subsidize it, what they are doing is they are doing it for the rich people. You know, first of all, they try to raise the price of the diesel because poor people in Haiti use gasoline. Yes. Rich people use, use diesel. diesel. Because all the big companies, all the markets, they got they they, they big generators they, exactly and they strong are SUVs, big trucks exactly. exactly. So they try to say okay, they're gonna do something. They put a little bit on top of the of the diesel of the gasoline, and they put more money on top, like they double the price of the diesel. So, but uh, we know that it was a trick, but they would have to somehow, you know, raise the price of the gas. So now, a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago. They, they, they were thinking of doing it. And then finally, they published it and they doubled, even more than double the price of our, I mean, gasoline. And they put even more money on top of the diesel. And now the population is really, really bad. And you know, the thing is, what is happening in Haiti has nothing to do with the opposition. As a matter of fact, all the demonstration, all the problem in the street, the main leaders of the opposition, they cannot be part of it. Like yesterday, one of the major figures of our opposition, which is a lady called Magali Abitong, yesterday, they almost killed her. You know, she tried they almost, to go. They almost kill stole, her. killed her. Yeah, killed her. With stone, they have to run. You know, so it's not a big joke in the country where, you know, people are saying that run like, like Magali, you know? So, yeah, so we are seeing that now the population is, is asking for two things. They are asking for the, for the government to return, um, you know, from the decision that they made to raise the price of the gas. And, and secondly, which is something that I personally, I don't understand. Let's say you are asking them to, um, return from the decision and you're asking them to resign. You know, it's like you re you return on, uh, on your decision and you resign. Yes. You know? It's so, like, it's like, give me your check, but quit your job. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You know, so, and the, what, what makes the situation worse is our minister of foreign, uh, foreign affairs. What happened the other day when he was at the UN? He was at the UN and they were trying to, to do a special session on Monday on the Haitian case. So some few, not, not the whole UN, but few countries like, uh, like, uh, what's the name of this country? Like the Dominican Republic, like uh, the Soviet Union, not the Soviet Union, the country of Putin. Russia. Russia, yeah, Russia. Like Russia was there. So now we had the UN representative of, of Haiti. She spoke. We had um, the, the, um, um, the food, FAO, they were there. And they were talking about 
uh, the situation is very tough. And he was the third person to speak. And he said in front of everyone that the situation uh, in Haiti is under control. Tell them the meme that they made about him. Uh, they said, he, they put his picture and they said, here is um, so-and-so, um, the Haitian Minister of Foreign Affairs, who is foreign to the Haitian affairs. Yeah. And so he, he's the Minister of Foreign Affairs, but our affairs are foreign to foreign him. Foreign to him, exactly. Yeah, so that's it. That's, that's just, so it's interesting in every culture, memes come up. That's, yeah, exactly. that's the one thing that we all have in common. Exactly. exactly. So, so, but people don't understand the gravity of this because with really high gas prices, um, that brings the price of everything up, food, because exactly. most of your stuff is import. Yeah, yeah. So explain to, to people how, um, you know, how that people are on the edge of starvation. Like how long, when was the last time you had gas in a gas station in Haiti? People have no idea what you're about to say. Um, I personally, I can't even remember. I would say probably two, three months. That even, long? Yeah, I think. Even when you when you came to Haiti, the last time you came to Haiti, there was were, gas. There was gas in some gas stations, but the one gas station by the airport, people were so shocked and so lined up. We got into a traffic jam, and that helped me miss point. my flight. Exactly, and you remember that. So yeah. since that period of time, wow. even, even before, it was very difficult. So even yes, after- Yes, because I remember, I remember because you had gasoline in the SUV. Exactly. And we were you like, smell we it. smell like gasoline. And you were like, <laughs> exactly. you're the only white that will go through this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah that's, cr that's so crazy. So you're talking about like, let's give a, a low estimate so that we're not exaggerating. So you're talking about at least two months- Two and a half months since gasoline uh, stations were full of gasoline. So yeah. that means that the little bit of gas that's still in the country, the price is rising. So you paid how much for a gallon of gas in Cavallon the other day to run a generator? Um, it's a thousand Asian dollars. And yesterday, someone told me today that one gallon costs now $1,100, which is almost 50 U.S. dollars for one gallon, so that's why you have no, um, there's no um, motorbike, there's no like our service in in Lakai now. We are since we have a couple solar solar panels, so we are running the sound system at the church with solar. Yeah. And the the worst, I mean, the other thing is it has been raining raining a lot in the southern part of Haiti. Wow, so that's not the good. That's not that good for solar. No, no. So what? What was when you last went to Cavallon? What happened? Okay. When you when tried, tried when, when you uh, tried. when I tried to go, like um, three weeks ago, three Sundays ago, um, I, I I left Cavallon on uh, August uh, on August the eighteenth. This is when I left the Cavallon. So we had a camp. Um, a summer camp for the church members so we had fun it was very good yeah and then we came back with the intention i would spend one week in photo printing the fact because you know we are building a school there school was about to open on october the third um not october uh, on september 
September the 5th, um, I mean, we should have school open, but the government responded, it, it's another story. So I said, I have to go because I have to oversee um, the, the school project, the building and stuff like that and get ready because we got some kids that signed up in our school. We have to, we have no choice. So um, we were on our way. So um, a friend of mine let us use his truck and that is a big GMC six wheels. Um, and we cannot, we, we, that truck hasn't been running for in quite a while. So I gave the truck to, a, to our mechanic so that he can check everything. So he checked everything. The truck was running pretty good, but he didn't check the brake. But I was running to Cavallo because I knew that on Monday, they were going to lock the country with roadblocks. And that's the reason why we said, okay, on Monday, usually, I mean, Sunday is a good day to travel because it's like Sunday is a rest day, even if they have um, I mean, demonstration Monday till Saturday, but on Sunday, it's, uh, it's like a, a free day. So we said, okay, we are going. But when we get to um, Kilguav, so when you leave Kapu, you have Kapu, Leogad, Kilguav, um, Tigua, Miragua, and so on to get to Kapu. So when we get to Kilguav, we start hearing some noise in the wheels. So we park the car and try until we realize that our brake pads was cut. No brake pads. No brake pads. You know? So we spent hours trying to fix the car, to fix the problem to go. Um, at the end, we realized that there's no way we're going to find it. So the mechanic did something that we could drive it on. Like we would find brakes on three wheels. So we said we will not take the chance to go to the car. So we will make a U-turn. So we made a U-turn about 10 minutes driving. We, they started the roadblocks that we thought that was coming on Monday morning. And we had four people sitting um, um, in front. Sit, the, the front it's a seat. big truck, yeah, yeah. It's a big truck and we it's not covered. The back is not covered. And we had five people sitting in the back. And then when they saw our car coming, they started to throw rocks at our park to the point that they hit our windshield and we could hear, um, you know, boom, boom. So we had to stop and stop praying. I mean, I asked I mean, two guys to go and talk to them. And we talked to them, we talked to them, talk, 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 after many talks. And we told them what the, what, what the story was. We were going to the car, we couldn't go, da, 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 da. And we just, they, 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 but we, we had favor and they let us through. And since then, that area is blocked. Okay, so just so people understand, because you and I were going to do a crusade last year, yeah, and, yeah. and we got three trucks deep, you know, a sound system, everything, thousands of dollars of equipment, and a main highway to the south of the country is blocked off, and we couldn't even get there. So for some, for some people, this is incomprehensible. So what he's talking about is the main road, the main highway to get from the north to the south. So the yeah. nation is shut down. So this is affecting gas, food, everything's becoming expensive and scarce. So this is a really, really critical issue, especially for the really poor and for those who are outside the main city. 
That's yeah. why people are literally on the edge of starvation. So for those of you uh, who are listening uh, and watching, you could go to wecjesusministries.com slash give slash projects. And there's a picture of Pastor Reginald that talks about uh, him and his beautiful family, about caring for those who care for people. And you can give there so that we can bless his family and he can keep on feeding people. Now, even feeding people is very is very discreet. Why? No, it, it, it has to be discreet because when you live in a, you know, sometimes let's say that there is a problem in Kavaya and we are gathering people from Portland to go and get help. Now it's not one city, it's the whole country. And imagine, even if you have money at the bank, you don't have access to it. Our banks have been closed for two weeks. Last week, they tried to open for only two days. Like in Powerful, I haven't seen no bank this week. Closed. Wow. Even if you had the money. And Carrefour is, is, is a suburb. This is important. It's a suburb of Port-au-Prince with almost a million people. So no, this Port-au-Prince, is, is, Port-au-Prince is about three, three million people, though. though. No, I know. But Carrefour, mean, Carrefour, yeah, Carrefour, Carrefour yeah, is yeah. almost a million people. people yeah. So it's not a small city. No, 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 no. So he's talking about a, ba- a big city with no banks. No banks. And banks in, a, in, in a culture where people live day to day. Exactly. In a culture where a lot of people don't even have refrigerators. May, what, what's the point of having a refrigerator when you don't have electricity? There you go. Yeah, now their cell phone is everything. Their television, their radio, their everything. You know, so um, when banks are closed, now businesses have to close. So all the businesses are closed. Uh, banks are closed. You will find few people with uh, like grocery stores, people selling food, rice, beans, and stuff like that. And most of them, they are selling what they had in reserve because there's no truck coming with all these roadblocks. If you order food, they cannot bring the food to you because of all these roadblocks. You know? So this is Kafu. Kafu is close where you can manage to find few things. It's a big city. We got enough, we got new things. But now imagine you've been to Cavaillon. Cavaillon depends in majority from Port-au-Prince. Yeah. Everything. There's no connection between Lekai, which is the main city, to Cavaillon. Roadblocks, there's no car going, stuff like that. That's why we have in Cavaillon for the first time. Wow. I mean, I mean the, 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 the Cavaillon is cut off because there's no communication. Why? Tell the people why. The reason why is... What are the antennas um, run on? Sorry, what are the... Runs... On what? Generator. Gasoline. Gasoline, not diesel. Diesel. Mostly diesel. But now, to bring the diesel from Port-au-Prince, from Carrefour to Cavaillon, so that the phone companies can run, we cannot do that. They and can't even, because the road is blocked. Blocked. And even some of them, they have their own gas reserve in the mid city of the kind. Like some companies, they have like big tanks of 20,000 gallons, you know. But they cannot bring the gas from the kind 
two kappa. Because and of the roadblock. Roadblocks, and if you try, they will throw rocks at you. They will give you a flat tire. They will flat your tires and stuff like that. You know, and the thing is, you don't see like the government is doing anything. It's not like they are having um, talk, they are having um, press conference to talk to the population about what they are doing, blah, 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 blah. And now the population, you know, get the streets to find, you know, justice or whatever. And now the thing is, let's say, I'm talking mostly about coffee because I personally, I am not a real news person. I try not to because if I try, if I listen to all these news, I would be scared. <laughs> <laughs> but my wife listened to the news and she gave me, as I always say, she would tell me the essentials. <laughs> I said, honey, tell me the essentials, you know? So, but the, for the first time, I've been in coffee since 1989. That's for the first time I had seen people in coffee coming on the street on thousands. Wow. And they are really demonstrating. They are breaking, throwing rocks at businesses, which is very painful. But you need, we need yeah, to because that Because it's not like you throw a rock at a business and money falls out of the sky. No, no. But they want their voice to be heard. Yes, this is one of the things that I, I have tried to explain uh, to Americans is that when someone's voice isn't heard, violence is next. Exactly, exactly. Not exactly. saying it's right, but I'm saying that's usually what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it, I, we know it's not right, but we, we, we understand. Yep. That's the same way we understand financially, economically, what is happening in the country. It's not, yeah. it's not, it's not fair, you know, because now we are talking, the government tried to postpone the, the school opening on October 3rd, which should be this Monday. No one is talking about it. I even joke to say, I think even the, the minister of um, education, you forgot that school was supposed to open on the 3rd. Yeah, no one is saying nothing. So people are not. I I want I want um, people who are listening around the world to really think about this. That the nation is at such a standstill that nationally they postpone school a whole month, and they really don't know if it's even going to start from when they first even postponed it. Yeah, I mean th this is this is a mounting crisis. And I don't, and I don't, I don't know if anyone knows or cares. And I think yeah. that if people would know, they would care. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if someone wants to give directly to you and to what you're doing in Haiti, how can they do that? Um, we have PayPal. We have PayPal. Yep. Um, pay, I mean, PayPal is investment, K-A-G at gmail.com. So if you want to give directly to Reginald, it's investment, K-A-G, at gmail.com. That is the email that you could send uh, finances to Pastor Reginald and so you can help him and the work they are doing in Haiti. And I'm, I, I, you know, I've been going to Haiti since 2009. I have never heard this 
this type of magnitude. Um, it's really heartbreaking, but there's hope in Jesus. And I want to say, we just love you and we look up to your faith and we appreciate everything that you're doing for your community. And right now, he, you know, they're, they're having a church prayer meeting, which he's about to uh, jump into when he's off this meeting. Uh, but I, I just want to say that, you know, we're praying for you. We're thinking about you. Uh, we care. And again, anyone who wants to give directly to Pastor Reginald, you can at investment at uh, investment, K-A-G, at gmail.com. Uh, and you can help him feed folks because the need is urgent and people are literally on the edge of starvation like that's not an exaggeration or a manipulation this is the reality um you know banks shut down schools shut down the the national highway in various places shut down which doesn't let vehicles through um i i just want to let people hear and feel the gravity of the situation. So I hope that um, that's helpful for them to at least um, hear about it and understand the situation. Thanks for being with us, Reg. Now, just before, just before we go, I wanted to say something. And you know, the worst part of it all, Adam, is the fact that if it was an earthquake, if it was, if it was uh, um, a flood, like a um, hurricane, a hurricane. Yep. People would understand. Yes. And this is why the situation is very scary because it's like a noble country, but it's not like a civil war where people like um, people are shooting at people, but people don't have access. And you know, it's a day by day culture. Uh, yeah, it is. So it's not like you have insurance, you will get paid after the, at the end of the month and stuff like that. So people, they have to hit the, the street, hit the road in order for them to make a living. Imagine a, a, a tapped up driver. They make enough to live one day at a time. But now imagine a father with four children and a wife to feed every day who cannot drive for about two weeks. Yeah. Imagine a motorbike driver. So imagine a, a street vendor. Someone I, I was, thank you yeah. for humanizing it. Go ahead, keep going. Yeah, so imagine someone who, who has to go downtown Port-au-Prince with, let's say, 10 US dollars to get 10 US dollars worth of sweet potatoes, potatoes, vegetables, and bring it to Port-au-Prince, to Carrefour, and sell in order for that person to make like 20, I mean, 20 Asian dollars, like a couple US dollars in order to feed their family. So meaning that, that means that that 10 US dollars is gone. They've been eating. it. And I, I am telling you, we've been doing our best to um, address the situation. As you know, we put together, um, uh, uh, we, are, we are targeting to give a food kit to 150 families. So we are grateful. So far, we've already um, distributed 69 food packets. Great. You know? yep. But imagine you go to a family. You go to a family with 45 US dollars worth of food. 
which which is nothing comparing to what we used to get for 20 US dollars. Everything price doubles, price, you know, four times, three, three, four times more. Like you go to a family without discretion. They don't even know that you are coming and you knock at the door, you, you open the door, you, you got some people crying, weeping, thanking God because they didn't know what they would eat. Like I would, there is a family in Pavayon. So when they brought the food to that family, the lady cried, praise the Lord, and she started weeping simply because she didn't know what her children would be eating. One guy, we gave him a food, a food pack, um, and then he, he, he proposed to sell us some flower trees. You know, he planted like couple, like 150, which is a flower that you use to make like a nice separation on your land. He wanted to sell that to us. And we had to tell him it's not time to buy flowers. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I would need the flowers, but I would not use the money to buy flowers now. It's not time to buy flowers. So now um, wow. I'm giving you a last example. There is one lady that I know since 2006. She would never ask you for anything. Last week, she ran after me. I came to the office because now motorbike is too expensive. I walk and I'm trying to teach people. The bishop is walking. This is not easy. Yeah, even today, I came from my house to the church. I had to walk. I was not going to pay like $2, you know, to pay a motorbike. I took my two children and we walked from home to the, to the church. So um, that lady, she went after me to ask me for the equivalent of less than one US dollar to be able to buy a meat pie. And it was already 3 o'clock p.m. Yeah. So I'm saying that just to tell you that the situation is real, but no one would be talking about it because they cannot see it. Yes, it's not, I'm telling you, it's not on the news. Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm saying that even people in Haiti leaving it, they don't see it. No, they don't see what's coming. Like I am seeing if things continues like that. I am seeing by the end, like, like two more weeks, we will hear some people really starving mostly in the countryside, in the remote area, you know, in the remote area. So we're going we're gonna to see that. But no one would talk about it because it's not a flood. It's not an earthquake. It's not like a major catastrophe. Yep. It's a slow death. Well, it's, exactly. the, same, it's the same as the clean water. Exactly. exactly. Thousands and thousands so. of people die every day. Nobody cares. Nobody says anything. And I'm like, hey, I want to bring water filters to Belize. And people look at me like I got four eyeballs. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, you know we had a saying in Haiti, uh, microbe, microbes don't kill Haitians. For a microbe to kill a Haitian, that microbe should be the size of an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, people, um, it's really, it's really tough. So that's why we are bringing the church tonight to pray so that God can intervene, so that they, he can open the, uh, the eyes of the, of the people in power in order for them to understand the cry and the suffering of the, you know, of the nation. And, you know, even today, in order for us to have a service, we had to pull gas from the tank, from a car tank, 
in order to distribute the food today, we have to take the gas from the cartel, like the reserve, the, you know, the, yep. so we they had to enough. take people, people have to hear this and they had to take gasoline out of a car, put it into a generator so that they could have service because without the generator, there's no electricity. Exactly. I and want without, people to hear this because people are, I'm telling you, people are not, they're not, they're not, they're not aware of this reality. Yeah. And I appreciate you helping be, uh, make people aware because we cannot help what we're not aware of. So yeah. thank you. And, you. and you know, when things like that happen, I personally, I'm thinking you are taking what you have that could be used for an emergency. Let's say someone is sick. There is an emergency. And now you are emptying your tank to put in a motorbike in order to deliver food. Yeah, because that's an emergency too if they don't eat. Exactly, exactly. You have, so to, the, you have to choose. Thing. This is the thing that people don't understand. Navigating, pastoring in a culture of poverty, almost everything is urgent when it shouldn't have to be, but that is a result of poverty. Exactly. And, 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 a, and a mounting crisis. So and, anyway, if this is on your heart and you want to help, you can go to wecjesusministries.com slash give slash projects. And there is a project there that says caring for people who care for people. And we can bless Pastor Reginald, his wife and children and their ministry. And again, if people want to give to you, they can give to you at investment, uh, K-A-G at gmail.com. Is that correct? Yeah. If they want to give directly, because they, even on We See Jesus Ministry, they are still giving to us. Yep. Yep. Either way. Yeah. Either way. So we appreciate you guys. Thank you for being with me, Bishop. Thank you. Thank you to you for um, making our voice heard. So we that love you. people can understand the situation. We you love know. you and can't wait to be back in Haiti when uh, the dust settles a little. Yeah. So when there's gas. Place. I need gas at least. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the airport, people don't even realize the airport that I would fly is not even open. So it's like if I wanted to come, I need a, I don't, I mean, I need like an army tank. Anyway. Yeah. I hope to so, see you soon. Yeah. Hope to see you soon. So thank you. Thank you very much.